90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, Sharona. <laughs> hi, Kel. Normally we say hi to Adam at this point, but he is not here this week. The little spunky m- millennial. It's weird not seeing his face at the bottom of the screen. It's true. He always gives us such like, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we get like exhausting. Sometimes we get like (laughs) we get um like uh like Spanish hellos, like senoritas and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mama like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Adam is off this week, uh, dealing with some stuff, and he'll be back as soon as he can. So Mm -hmm. uh, Adam, we await your return. Until then, uh I will take all the points uh possible from uh (laughs) your lack of Contribution to uh, Kelly's trivia, which we will get to <laughs> in just a bit. We've also got uh, news on a couple of really cool pairings, one with a couple of hip-hop giants and the other with a couple of artists that have a couple of decades between them. Uh, separating their ages is what I'm getting at there. The country superstar and the boy band survivor. We actually talked a little bit about them last uh, show, so we'll expand on that now. Mm-hmm. Well, not like right now, but like in a few minutes. Uh, like I said, Kelly's trivia. We'll get to that too. A '90s rewind is going to take us back to like uh, around this time, smack in the middle of our favorite decade. And we got news last weekend that uh, the hip hop world has lost one of its '90s originals. So let's start there. Coolio has passed away. Yeah, like it's uh, it'll be a you know over a week or just around a week when um, our show airs and since he's passed and. I'm still in shock slash sad. And like a piece of our 90s history is just like, I can't believe he's not, you know, with us on this plane anymore. Yeah, it's a lot. And and he was, you know, vibrant, uh, working. Mm-hmm. Um, have they given a cause of death? I hadn't seen that. Not part. as of uh, as of this recording, but... Um, yeah, like just, you know, I woke up and, and, and my better half told me that, you know, he'd pass. And my, right away, my heart sunk. And I started yeah. humming Gangster's Paradise in my head. Like, I just... Of course. I I love his commitment to uh, to old school um, R&B, old school hip hop, those sounds of the like late 70s, early 80s that he sampled in his hits. Um, just like an appreciation that he had. Mm-hmm. for that kind of music and that he was able to elevate in the 90s which is really cool and you know you look at interviews and and pictures from uh when you know recently and he looked healthy he looked fit looked kind of ready looked like he was taking mm-hmm. care of things and he was 59 years old so also could not, not believe old. he was 59 yeah that's young that is young and also i was just like i still thought he was 27 so <laughs> i hear that <laughs> um, but like so many shout outs because I, I read that there was maybe, uh, some kind of Vegas residency about to happen for him. They were, that was in the works. Wow. There was new music that he was working on. He had just been on stage with Vanilla Ice, like just over a week ago. And I sent you that audio of Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Uh, and that just speaks volumes to what a great person Coolio must have been. Like Vanilla Ice kept getting choked up, you know, like talking oh, about Oh, yeah. Him. He was, you could tell that, uh. I think you strip away any of the fame and and uh, the superstardom and stuff like that and whatever they achieved in the 90s that they still were able to celebrate this many years later, they're real guys. Mm-hmm. Aside from the jobs that they had and the art that they were able to create, they are real people, fathers, uh, and, and 
young men interested in life and the life of their family and stuff like that. So that the identifying with that from the Vanilla Ice perspective was that he too is a father and they talked about their kids and they traveled together from gig to gig. Uh, so no surprise that he was sad there. That's, that's, uh, it's a lot. I mean, and mm-hmm. people will, I think the media outlets will go and try and get some, some reaction from people and it's usually too soon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That uh, and no offense, you you kind of want some feedback on uh, or perspective at least on 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 the loss, but um, it was a tough one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And the new music that he was working on, I love that you know in the summertime he had described it sort of as something you know energetic and really positive looking. He was working with a guy from a band, an Irish band called mm-hmm. Aslan. The guy's name is Christy. Is that right, Christy that Dingham? Sounds, that sounds right. And uh, so I think that, you know, based on the fact that it was summertime when he spoke about that originally, that there might still be something coming from that. We'll see, obviously, in the next little while what will come from that music. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, what I loved about uh, the stuff I've been reading is that he was so proud of what uh, Gangsta's Paradise was to the world and how successful it was. Uh, And the fact that it was only uploaded to YouTube like four years ago which I thought was odd. Like, I sort of think everything exists on the internet, and clearly I'm wrong, because <laughs> this particular video was four years old, at least uh, as far as YouTube goes, and that he was uh, kind of proud that it reached a billion views on the same day that 50 Cent's Into Club <laughs> reached a billion yep. views, which is huge. Uh, but he was also quick to point out that it took him four years to do it and 50, 17 years. <laughs> Uh, so I thought that was cool too. It's neat. Like, I mean, in any case where we lose, uh, you know, one of the greats from our time, uh, we are, you know, we're lucky. We're fortunate that we're left with the the music that, uh, that they made that we got to enjoy the first time around that we'll always have to draw from. Mm-hmm. And a shout out, by the way, to Michelle Pfeiffer. She put out a message on her Instagram, which was really great saying what a lovely person he was. So I thought that was super classy on her and especially because so many people associate the two of them because of Gangster's Paradise being in her, in her movie. Yeah. So. Because she was exactly the right blonde to fix those kids. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> she looks amazing. She looks amazing. You're right. Yeah. What do you think she is? 67? Adam's not here to tell us, so I have yeah. 65, <laughs> I think she looks good for 83. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> way to go, Michelle Pfeiffer. Whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. moisturize her keep secrets it up. if you can let us know. <laughs> and do keep it up. <laughs> yep. Um, we're actually going to talk a little bit about a little bit more about Gangsta's Paradise because it will be featured prominently in your 90s Rewind. Like it. Liking it. Uh, so before we get to that, we've got a few more <laughs> things to talk about, not the least of which is Kelly's Trivia. And we don't have the sound effect. But I think the sound effect actually will be, because Adam will put this together for us, so it's probably underneath us now. Well, hopefully I've complimented it perfectly. Yeah. Bing Adam's bong. probably laughing as we <laughs> as we speak, going, "What the heck was that?" I leave for one show. I leave for one show, and there's pandemonium. <laughs> um, so I will uh, see how quickly you get these, Sharon. Uh, uh, lightning fast, kill. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, this is with a sporting thing. I feel like you'll get this one very fast. Uh, in what '90s year did a strike end the major league season in baseball? In baseball. Um... This affected our home team, so. Yes. 
was it 98? No. God, I thought you were going to get this one in your sleep. 94. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's when we could have won it, I think, right? Like, yeah. The Expos? Yeah. Yeah. It was, they were having a good year, I believe. Not the first time they would have a good year, that's for sure. We never won it, right? No. No. (laughs) No, Came close a couple of times, and they were certainly a force to be reckoned with. And then Um, uh, somebody wrecked them, so. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll see what you uh, you come up with this one here. Um, which actor wore a famously revealing dress to the 1998 MTV VMAs while dating Marilyn Manson at the time? Uh, was it uh, Rose McGowan? You got it, Sharon. That's great. You bet I did. I would have totally, <laughs> totally forgot oh, yes, that. Yes, I did. Totally forgot. She's one of the people that has uh, spoken since, um, you know, all this neg stuff that's come out about him. Yeah, because she she spoke about him, but didn't she also speak about Weinstein? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah because she had something to do with him too, right, I think? Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. really only so – you can only hold stuff in for so long. And you people do end up getting what they deserve, which is nice. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I think this year, is it already five years? It's either four years or five years, and I want to say it's five years since Matt Lauer was dumped. Ah, it feels like longer. Like, it feels like we've known of his smarminess for longer than just Mm -hmm. that. I think I told you I I, uh, started boycotting the Today Show the minute Ann Curry was bounced. Yes, I remember that from you. Yeah, and I still have not gone back, even though, like, he's long gone. I mean, I've seen a few clips here and there, and I have absolutely nothing against. Like, I think they actually have a good team now with, with Hoda. Um, but I just, knowing how badly Ann Curry was treated, like, from what we were, you know, and just uh, watching that painful goodbye. Like, I watched that 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 show when she had to mm-hmm. say goodbye, and it was so upsetting. <laughs> so upsetting. So yeah. ever since then. And, like... I think she got paid off very well in the end, but, like, I'd rather have Anne Curry on the news somewhere. No kidding. A talented broadcaster, a talented she was journalist. And, yeah. and remember when she was the newscaster? Like, uh, they would often send her to go do stuff, like bungee jumping and, like, whatever else, and, like, c- cover all these crazy, like, and she was so passionate and so compassionate mm-hmm. if, if it was, like, a trial and tribulation type story that they sent her on. So, yeah. yeah. Love Anne Curry. Yep. Well, I think that, like I said, everybody gets what they deserve. And it's not always, like, negative stuff, right? Like, Mm -hmm. good people get what they deserve, too. But it is good to watch the karma (laughs) smack the bad ones upside the head. And that is enjoyable. (laughs) There's that. Yes. So, um, I am a champion at trivia. Yeah, you are. Pass it on. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about a couple of pairs of artists that were, I just want to see how many times I could say couple uh, <laughs> The first couple of artists that are working together haven't worked together in 30 years, which was surprising to me because I thought for sure that they had done something in between the last three decades. But alas, that is not the case. Um, it was epic when Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre got together for Dre to produce Snoop's debut album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're back at it, working together again. And that's, it, like, again, kind of shocking that 30 years has gone by. Certainly they've spent some time together, but uh, they haven't been working. So now they're back in studio working on new stuff, which is amazing. 
And I believe uh, Eminem's in there somewhere as well. Like, I'm not sure if he'll feature or if he's just part of the the fun times in the studio, but it sounds like he's uh, he's there as well. And I'm glad that he and Snoop um, made up because there had been some beef a few years back. What was the beef about? I think there had been some misunderstandings and then they kind of had snippets go out in the press and then, yeah, like, and I think that's how it then turned out worse. Like, then, like, uh, Snoop ended up, I think, I think Eminem might have said something or something and then Snoop took that the wrong way and then Snoop said stuff and then M took that the wrong way. That's what it sounds like. Uh, something to that effect. But it sounds like they finally, I forget what it was. There was an impetus for them to come back together. I think it was, oh yeah, it was when Dre had the, um, was it the aneurysm or whatever in his in his brain a couple of years back, right. like a, a year or so. I think that was the impetus for them to fix it. Well, that's smart because mm-hmm. it sounds otherwise like it could have been a sitcom. Yes. It was just a big misunderstanding. Oh, yeah. you guys. But that's what's crazy. Like in, cele- you know, in celebrity land, it, you know, a lot of them know each other, but then it's like there are people around them sometimes put out stuff and then that gets taken by the media and then whatever. And then, and then, because I think that actually happened with Justin Timberlake and um, the Neptunes for a while, mm-hmm. that there was some kind of something that there was, you know, miscommunication and, and their teams miscommunicated so then they each saw or heard the wrong thing and then you know not that there was any sort of I, I think um um media backlash with with Pharrell and and uh, Justin but like mm-hmm. I think there was a, a time they weren't comfortable with working one with one another something just to that pick effect. up the phone and fix your stuff exactly right so I think that's what has to happen and it, what's crazy to me as we've talked about this before a lot of the entourage people are the problem yeah yeah the gatekeepers yeah, because they they want to keep the gate where it's at, you know. And so. they they fancy themselves like uh, powerful with this responsibility, self imposed responsibility. Because yeah. the artist doesn't say, you know what, keep this person, this person away from me. They don't say that. I don't believe that they say that. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, no matter what artist it is, I think there's a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing going on with their entourage, where, you know the person might act a certain way with artist, but then when artist isn't looking, they act another way with right. keep, like keeping that gate where they want it, you know? Right. Yeah. So well, sometimes you wish you, the artist knew what was going on because I think if they did know, they'd be like, I ain't having this. Yeah. And they'd use bad grammar like that. I ain't having this. I ain't having this. Yeah. No, I ain't. <laughs> Couple of, <laughs> which by the way, sounded like Kamala, but not. I know. Francis Ford Kamala. Uh, Coppola, get it? Coppola? Yeah. So the other uh, pair that has a couple of decades between them, age-wise, but uh, they both know a thing or two about gigantic success, is Shania Twain and Harry Styles. Now, we mm-hmm. talked a bit about them last week and how they clicked at Coachella back in the spring when she came out on stage during his set, and they both did Man, I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs> Right now, she's confirming that she's going to hold him to the offer to work together, which is really cool, and probably more than, um, or more for than just the reasons that I will quote at this time. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shania said he smells so good, he's so huggable. Yes, he is. He's just a really genuine, nice person, and I think that's really—I mean, obviously, he's very talented. But people love him. He's likable, and I think he earned that likability. It was a beautiful moment. It really was. I enjoyed it a lot. It was very genuine. End quote. You know who <laughs> so likes that's him a lot? lot? She loves him. 
You know who, who? likes him a lot? Uh, Who's that? His lady friend, Olivia Wilde. Lady. <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Is she... I think I might be confusing her with somebody else. But wait a second. Isn't she very active on social media? Could is she be. an actress or is she younger? She, no, she's older. She's 10 years older than he is. Yeah, I think it is who I'm thinking. And she's, she's an actress. the ex of, uh, is it Jason Sudeikis, who's Ted Lasso? Yes. Yeah. And they have like a not good situation going on because he served her papers at her convention or whatever. Do you remember that a few months back? No, I don't. Yeah, she was at, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was Comic-Con, but it was something where she was like at a, you know, promoting her film or whatever. And she got served paper by a process server while she was on stage talking. Oh, come on. Yeah, either on stage talking or, or like in, you know, like she was, she was doing, I think she was actually on the stage though, I'm pretty sure. And then he claimed later that he had no idea, uh, you know, that they were going to do it right then, which is BS. You know what I mean? Like. I'm sure he probably had told them where she was going to be that weekend. You know what I mean? So, uh, But I think some judgment has to be, you know, at least, you know, I think from the perspective of the person that has to serve the papers, they need to make sure that it happens. Right. Yeah. But like, so you could have there's no turning away if you're on stage. stage. Yeah. You can't not take the papers. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm pulling uh, Adam right now and I'm looking at pictures of uh, them and their kids. So that's kind of gross. I mean, the family looked not gross. I'm just saying that it's yeah. gross that they broke up. And Yeah. Yeah, I think the good. kids are, are quite young, right? Like maybe four and six or yeah. five and seven or something like that. So Yeah. Yeah. But they've been wow. now together, Harry and Olivia, at least a year, a oh, year good. and a half maybe. Well, he does seem very huggable, just he was, as Shania He was very said. sweet when I interviewed him when he was like 18. You did interview him, eh? He was, yeah. And did I tell you this story that, so I, you know, did the interview. He was really sweet. Um, couldn't have been nicer. And then uh, ran the interview on the radio station I work for. And I immediately got a text uh, to our radio station text line. Uh, Do you know how lucky you are to be, how have, like, have breathed the same air as Harry Styles? Wow. If I didn't know, I knew then, Sharon. Yeah. Well, it's good that someone was able to educate you on how yeah. you should feel. <laughs> yeah, he was really sweet. And that's when he was like, you know, beginning of One Direction. So he had that like crazy waspy, like like little hair, like wafty that went over to the side, like a big kind yeah. of curl thing. And he yeah. kept like doing this. Oh, he was sure. super cutesy. I think it was 2012, I think was, was when it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 10 years ago. I would love to like chat with him again. I know he wouldn't remember me. But you know who remembers me, by the way, is James Bay. Really? Yeah, because I've interviewed him a couple times now, and when I saw him, I think it was the third time he was at, um, I wasn't interviewing him, but he was there uh, backstage at Oceaga. Mm -hmm. I want to say the year before pandemic. It was either 18, 2018 or 2019. And he saw me, like, from afar, and, like, he, like, waved. And I was, like, I was so, like, tickled pink because it's fun. James Bay. And, You're like, and, hey, Jay Bay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's <laughs> me. But I think it's because when I interviewed him, especially the second time, He's, I, uh, I said to him, I'm like, when your career went kapow, and he said, I'm never going to forget that, like, when my career went kapow. He's like, no one's ever said that to me before. So maybe That's it's because I said kapow that I was in his frame of consciousness. Because he really did, because I interviewed him. I remember being asked by the record label to interview him, and he hadn't blown up yet. 
And this was about four months before he blew up. Like he blew up, and then he literally blew up. And that it was funny because that interview, I got like a ton of hits on that first interview because nobody had interviews really with him yet at that point. Mm-hmm. And then I, that's when I reminded him on the second time I saw him. Like, yeah, I'm like I interviewed you before you went kapow, and then, so he thought that was pretty good. It's funny. Eh? Sometimes you yeah. get. Uh from the record company they really want your help on interviewing yep. someone and then you do it and then later when they have gone kapow you don't necessarily get that interview again yes exactly yeah they i was forget. lucky that with james i did get him get him twice and he's he's such a lovely boy and he's a new dad so congratulations oh, on that cool. i think she she might be six or eight months at this point but yeah he's that's great neat mm-hmm. cool well kel it's time to get our 90s rewind on let's do it let's do it we go back to 19 19- 95. So with the news of uh, Coolio's death, I thought we'd go right to the part of uh, the decade where his song was dominating, right? Our radios mm-hmm. were like clicked on and basically Gangsta's Paradise was all we heard that summer because uh, Coolio, or at least toward the end of the summer, because he had the big song from the soundtrack to Dangerous Minds, as we talked about at the beginning of the show. So by the time his album came out, which was called Gangsta's Paradise, uh, we had had, you know, quite a bit of familiarity with at least the first song from it. He'd already, you know, been on the charts for weeks and weeks. Uh, so he himself was primed for uh, major success. Now, Gangsta's Paradise is great, partially because of the greatness that is Stevie Wonder. But knowing how to take the best of Stevie Wonder and the best of yourself and put on a song. So obviously all kudos do go to Coolio. Uh, the song Pastime Paradise uh, was the song that he sampled from the great Songs in the Key of Life album from Stevie Wonder. Uh, now that song got bumped from the top spot when Mariah Carey's Fantasy took over the top spot. And then they both sort of stayed at you know, number one and two for quite a while. Uh, We were also hearing Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone or even seeing it or not being able to unsee it. That video was the one with uh, him and Lisa Marie Presley being all touchy and naked. Yeah, see, you can't unsee it. Uh, Great song, though. (laughs) I can't unsee your face looking unhappy. (laughs) It's, again, it's like a Misery Loves Company sort of thing. You remember it, right? It was gross, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's a great song, like you said, though. And, like, I have a really good uh, remix, which I know Sharon loves the remix. Um, uh, It's like, should you need Sharon for a good workout? Yeah, it's a very good workout tune. I can't. I can't, you can't listen to that song I would just at all? see the I would just see Michael Jackson as a hairless cat kissing his wife. Okay. So no then. No thank you. Okay. <laughs> no thank you. All right. I'm I'm not I'm not impolite. Yeah. Um okay, how about this? Blues Travelers run around. Oh, that was good, yeah. Spotlit the uh, great harmonica power of John Popper. Well, were uh, we speaking already done of- with uh sorry, just were we already done with um Kiss from a Rose? Was that already done? No, that was still happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was still happening, but we don't take all the songs from the charts. That I, kind of I didn't, yeah, I just didn't a... know if that was around the same time-ish. <laughs> it was, actually, in okay. the top spots near, uh, uh, in single-digit top spots, actually. Okay. Um, powerful songs? You can't get any more powerful than Boombastic. Okay. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> and Shaggy, of course, was uh, making our speakers vibrate. Um, and, of course, Take That wanted us back. For good. Yeah. <laughs> and that is your 90s Rewind. Good job, Sharon. Wasn't ah, thanks, that also Kel. the year of the uh, kiss me, thrill me, beat me, Hold me, kill that, me. Th- <laughs> don't hit me. 
<laughs> kiss me, kill me. Kiss me, kill me, thrill me. Hold me, kiss me, kill me, thrill. That's it. Yeah. Hold me, kill me. Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. Yeah. So much emotion. Yeah. I read also that um, Bono has a uh, memoir coming out on the 1st of November. Did you know this? Really? Yeah, it's called Surrender 40 Songs in One Story, I think it is. Anyways, the website, he actually has a website for his memoir. It's surrendermemoir.com. Wow. And it sounds like it's going to be very epic. And if you follow him or follow you too on Twitter, uh, go there because they have a bunch of like snippets that's already starting to come out. Oh, cool. uh, and like little teasers that they're dropping about it. But yeah, November 1st, uh, memoir from Bono. Neato. And they've also let it be known that uh, U2 as a band are releasing a special performance thing about um, uh, the 30th anniversary of Actung Baby. Oh, cool. Yeah. So get ready for that. I feel like I am ready for that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Oceaga, which you did before. Um, Inhaler was on the bill for Oceaga this year. Great big three-day festival that mm-hmm. happens the same weekend as um, Lollapalooza. And a lot of the artists sort of crisscross over the border from that festival in Chicago and the one in Montreal, which is Oceaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Inhaler, the lead singer of Inhaler, is um, is uh, Bono's son. Oh, right. Uh, Elijah. Elijah Hewson. And they were amazing. Honestly, just very seasoned for such a young band. They totally mm-hmm. they have their their live uh, presence nailed. It's they were very good. I like when uh, some offspring actually do can follow in the footsteps. And I remember reading about them. Uh, Elijah was well, I quoted him <laughs> because I found an article, but quoted him in uh, one of our our countdowns for end of year, where he was like. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, my father's name opened a couple of doors, but you got to prove that you deserve to be through those doors once you are there. You know, Mm -hmm. like you can get through, but, you know, whether or not you're going to stay or get thrown out uh, depends on what you bring to the table. So uh, they've got it. That's for sure. Inhaler, as far as the now quotient of 90s now, I would highly advise you uh, check them out. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's good. Oh, and, uh, and just a final thing for me, uh, Sierra and Summer Walker have released a news track together. It's a bop. It's called Better Things. Better? Better Things. Like it. Better and, Things. Uh, it's really, it almost reminds you of like a 90s throwback, like hip hop track, like R&B hip hop track. So uh, oh, cool. if you're looking for new tunes for the week. Better Sierra, Things. Okay, I'll look for it. Sierra and some. Oh, and also we talked about this. Uh, um so Janet Jackson is at Passion, uh, uh, sorry, Paris Fashion Week, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a picture of her and Doja Cat and Erica Badu sitting next to each other, and somebody had like a picture and like put it out on Twitter or whatever, and it was like, uh, "What would you name this super group? Like, what would Ooh. you name it? Can you imagine? Like, and no I just kidding. love seeing Janet with Erica, and then I love Doja Cat too. So seeing all three of them, it was like epic. Uh, what would we call it? I don't uh, know. Like Jan Doja do? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> These You've wheels done are it, turning, girl. You've done Jan- it. Jan Doja do. There we go. <laughs> Isn't that what you practice when you uh, do your uh, That's exactly ka- not it, but close. Jan Doja do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For those amazing. listening, 
That was uh, pretty ninja-like hand gestures. Wow, wow. Yeah. All right, Kel. Um, yeah. Going off the rails here. <laughs> uh, again, uh, we'll, we are missing Adam uh, for this show, but yep. we, uh, we know that uh, he's got to be off for now at least. He's all good. Um, and we'll be back soon. And, he's off eating uh, Doritos. Probably not. He's, but. Well, he's probably doing that too. He can, yeah. he, he balances a lot, Kel. Yeah. We know it's not cucumber trips, though. No. 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 <laughs> no. You and him both looked pretty disgusted last week. When just we eat chips. Yeah. Just- and cucumbers, but don't yeah. make cucumbers chips. Yeah. Oh, as we mentioned, um, so, oh, well, we mentioned this off air. I'm dealing with a cold, which not COVID cold. And so I wasn't really hungry, actually, for the first few days of the cold. Um, mm-hmm. But in my, my wisdom, I thought that eating a whole bag of Miss Vicky's spicy ketchup chips might help the sinuses. And? Uh, they did not, but I had no problem eating the bag of chips. <laughs> well, that's, you know what? Sometimes you have to learn by doing that's right yeah. so now you know and maybe you don't really know maybe you'll have to do it again yeah have you tried those <laughs> chips yet that's homework not for yet you. oh Sharon it is please. total homework for me I'm, I'm totally down with please. it I am go- making a trip to Costco this week so okay, maybe great. they have like the body size bag yeah, they-, <laughs> <laughs> they do alright that's enough Hey, well, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, for finding us wherever it is that you do that. We appreciate it. Always. Season 11 underway. Kelly, come on. Season 11? Can you leave it? 11. Uh, <laughs> you guys, thank you very much for listening to 90s Now. Still happening. <laughs>